Good morning, yeah. Martin. How are we doing, mate? You all right? Yeah, good, Dave. Uh, good, good to see you. Yeah, everything's uh, everything's well. Looking can you forward believe to we were just saying before we started recording? Can you believe it was August 2020, the last time we spoke to each other? Oh, it's just crazy, mate. I don't know whether that is that a sign of getting old or we've got busy lives or I don't, I, I don't know. I know. Obviously, a lot's probably happened since that time over the three, well, just under three years. But August 2020, we were just working out that there must have been a circuit breaker within all the lockdown restrictions that allowed us to to meet face-to-face. If you could just fill us in briefly, mate, on what you've been up to, generally speaking, and are you seeing any impact from that lockdown throughout the community at the moment? Yeah, majorly. Uh, so, obviously, when we spoke last time, um, sort of we stepped up really to, 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 to meet the demand and we got involved a lot with the food banks um, because all the coaching and all the, the support had to be online. Um, and I know obviously, you know, you became really busy in that period because, you, mm-hmm. you know, we were all doing stuff from, from our offices at home. Um, but yeah, it's a bit of a strange one really because we knew this was going to come and I sort of predicted that there was going to be a big fallout. Uh, I know. I know. One of the big topics today for this podcast is going to be addiction. Yeah. Um. And and that that basically um, the addiction is sort of like it was explained to me by by a pal of ours, uh, Dave Sheridan, about having a a corridor, and and my corridor is addiction and recovery because that's my journey. Mm-hmm. But then the rooms off the corridor, you know, have expanded. Um as time's gone. So, you know, it's personal development, it's lifestyle management, um, you know, um, discussing mental health and just, just, just basically creating a safe space and a bit of a forum where, where, where yeah. people feel, feel safe to share. That's been massive. Um, we've done what's new since we last spoke. Um, we have done me peer to peer support training, which, which has been really good. Um, and what's quite interesting is for me anyway is that the NHS are now um, recognizing um, that lived experience is as beneficial as you know academic um, qualifications. Yeah, um, definitely. Which I think we've always known mm-hmm. um, because you know the, the the likes of the 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 addiction fellowships have have been around since, you know, the, the Book of Alcoholics Anonymous was written in the 1930s. Wow. So, you know, that was peer-to-peer, wasn't it? That was yeah. that was, that was was people who've been through it. Um, but obviously, it just never got parceled up like that. And I think I think the, the, the benefits of the way we've changed, um, you know, uh, as a society is, 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 is amazing. And, and, and it's really exciting for me. The likes of, um, you know, Health England mm. uh, are actually now realizing that and recognizing that because it was a bit of a, I always felt it was a bit, it was a bit taboo in the past, um, you know. Yeah, I so. think um, the term flying around at the moment is social prescribing, and it so the doctors and the NHS and GPs and that are now, like you said, more open to um, prescribing other like you said, through that lived experience, other organisations that can help individuals deal with whatever issues they're dealing with before they start dishing out prescriptions and medication and all that. So yeah, social prescribing is something that's been on my radar for a few years working at me, me, me job that I had previously over in Lee. And uh, that's going to be massive for you and especially Dave Sheridan and that moving forward, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. And, and, and I think, you know, 
to have that to have that door opened with the NHS and 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 with the the the, the GPs is is incredible. And I think you know after after we've spoken to a few GPs um and and, and a few people you know within the health service, it's such a a, a welcomed um initiative for them because they've been really frustrated in the past because their services are stretched to the max. And, you know, they're saying to people, well, what do you need? Well, you know, I think to, to speak to somebody would be good. And they're like, right, okay, um, we can get you in front of a counsellor, but it's going to be like three months on Tuesday, yeah. you know, because their services are just so stretched. So to, to for that, for the GP to have the confidence to be able to refer somebody to the likes of the organisations that we're going to be working with is huge. And, and 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 we can see people, you know, straight away. Because as you know, um, you don't know what a lot can happen in twelve or thirteen weeks. You know, yeah, of course it can. We, yeah. we 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 know what the worst case is of you know <laughs> of, of, of poor mental health and best case, people just stumble along and 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 you know that that they're not they're not enjoying their lives and they're just existing. Um. So yeah, really really exciting. And as I say, a lot of that won't be addiction. Um. But I think. Because of my journey, um, that you know the, the, that that word get banned, get banned, the IHA journey. But sometimes it's difficult to, to use another word. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Mine, 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 mine was more of a, I would say, a roller coaster ride than a journey. <laughs> I, think, I think I don't think Alton Towers would would would, would be installing it. Yeah, I often joke and say. Um, you know, Tarantino wouldn't be making the movie either, but um, <laughs> but 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 I think it's like what it's done is I'm so thankful for it, um, and I've spoken to a few people about this recently, um, and 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 a guy questioned it and he said you're grateful for it, and I was I'm thankful, and I was like yeah, because it's made me what I am today, mm-hmm. and you know I love the old sayings, um, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, um. And I think I think what I have been through um, has brought me to where I am today and who I am today. And you know that 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 that's what I try and get across to clients as much as I can. Um, I mean, my me, me, me little line on the back of my business cards is um, to live in the past is to die in the present. Um, yeah. And I think that's that, that, that that's massive. Um, so elaborate a little bit on that for us, Martin. Then for people who are listening, elaborate on that that little saying on the back of your business card. Then. Well, well, I just think like what what we tend to do as human beings, um, we tend to dwell a lot on what's gone before, and it took me years to realize that I can't fix what happened yesterday, or last year, or ten years ago, or twenty years ago, but I can change what happens in a minute. Mm-hmm. I can change the next five minutes, and I can change the next five years, and I can change the rest of my life. Now that seems quite simple and common sense to somebody who's who's got their life in order and 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 you know what we, we, we talk in coaching about being aligned, having your body yeah. and your mind yeah. in the same place, which we have this morning because we said we were gonna start at ten. And you know, we did, apart from a couple of little technical hitches, we were there ready with a brew, you know, a five two. Yeah. If I fifteen years ago, um, you know, I wouldn't I, I my life was that chaotic. And some of the people that were speaking to, like, with that chaotic, it just, it wouldn't have happened. We wouldn't have even had the conversation. So I, th- I think, I think what, what I like to get across to people is don't, don't drown yourself 
in 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 all in all the stuff that that that, that happened before because it's just there's nothing to gain mm. there's nothing to gain by dwelling on the past because it's just it's it, done it, in it it's over uh, yeah and you know you, you there'll be issues that you need to you need to deal with don't get me wrong but 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 nothing's that bad there's nothing that can't be talked through and you know obviously there's there's things where like you know if people have committed major crimes you know and and and, and they've done some some bad things which you do come up to come up against mm-hmm. um that's got to be that's got to be dealt with it might have to be dealt with you know legally and you know custodially <laughs> um, but 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 it, but it, but it might have to be dealt with just saying well listen that was that was that version of you at that time but it's not you now or it might be yeah. you now it might still be you but you know you're talking about it and and guess what if you talk about it and work through it and and, and strip it back it can improve and, and and I'm living proof of that yeah I mean you can beat yourself up too much as well I mean some of the the lowest points of my life and the mistakes I've made growing up as we've all done made mistakes and made poor decisions I'm 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 kind of over them now do you know what I mean I do look back every now and again and think oh my god that was that was stupid that but I don't dwell on it too much because it can it can stunt you moving forward as well, can't it? If you're constantly, like you were saying, Martin, dwelling on the past, then that is going to put barriers up to you moving forward and improving yourself and all personal development that me and you are, are very much into. You've got to find a way of drawing a line under that past, haven't you? Yeah, 100%. Like, I, I was working with somebody and, and, and they were like, the, the, the lives, they'd just gone right off the rails and, and he was... He was beating himself up over the relationship that had gone on twenty years before, and I was like, "Where's the girl now?" And she was like, "She lives in London. What's she mm-hmm. doing? She's a she's a she's a film director." I said, "Okay, is she is she married?" And yes, yeah, she's married. She's got three lovely kids. I said, "Okay, don't take this the wrong way, but you think she's lying awake worrying about an argument that she had with you, <laughs> you know, twenty years ago?" And he laughed, he was laughing like, and he was like, "No." I was like, "Mate, you know." You 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 need to move past it. You yeah. haven't killed anybody. You you you've you've made a couple of bad calls, which we do. We're humans. We're never going to get it a hundred percent right all the time. How much do you I, think that comes down to, like holding on to that identity? So, some people, some people like to, and I'm not saying this guy in that instance that you just spoke about is doing this, but some people like to play like a victim, and it's very hard for them to be feel empowered and such. So how much of that do you think is people just holding on to identities that they've had previously? They, they maybe don't know who they are, who they are personally. And because maybe bad things have happened to them, they identify now with being that victim. And it's very hard for them to see themselves as empowered. Do you think that comes yeah. down to it as well? Yeah, yeah. yeah, definitely. It's a, it's, it's, a big, it's a big element of it. But what, we, what we've got to do, um, you know, as mentors or coaches or whatever role we're in, is, is, is to explain to them that, they're a different person today and they're in a different stage of their of their lives. And I think sometimes when you when 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 you when you're living a bit chaotically or your mind's racing or you know you've got you've got you know negative self-talk, sometimes it takes the likes of us to say, Hey Tango, you know, like I'm gonna I'm gonna have another say in here, the, the woods for the trees. Mm-hmm. When you're in the middle of something, it seems the worst thing that's ever happened to you. And whatever's happened to you in the past is the worst thing. And for some, for people like us, and, and what I love about about what we do, and what I get to do on a daily basis, is to say to people, listen, 
Nothing is that bad. Anything that you've done is not that bad. Look at the positives. Look at what you're doing now. Celebrate the, the, the small wins. Yeah. Ce- celebrate the fact that you're sat in front of me and we're talking about it. Forget about everything else. If that's the base level, if that's the start, then you know, let's let's celebrate. Because this this is the beginning of of of, of changing that, and that yeah. that's what I love. Like we we wrote um, Dave and I wrote a course called um, Progression, not Perfection. Um, and 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 you know, people talk about moving from A to B. Do you know what I mean? I, I I'm in front of people that I I want them to even consider leaving A. You know yeah. you know you know. Just, 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 just the thought of maybe leaving a in a year's time sometimes is enough. Definitely, you know, yeah. and that that point from zero to a can have multiple steps in between that as well, doesn't it? A doesn't have to be like the first rung on the ladder. The smallest incremental step to get to a, just them little wins in it, like you said. So it can be as small as you need it to be for you to make progress. Definitely, and gauge gauge you. On, on 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 your own development and 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 your your own mentality and 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 it you know it's not one size fits all is it so you know it, that and that's the other exciting thing about what we do no two days are the same because mm-hmm. you never know who you're going to get in front of you but you know we fortunately for the people that we do get in front of we see them as human beings what 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 we do isn't 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 gender or postcodes specific yeah. or is it you know um or class specific or race or anything at all it's just it's a human being you know sexuality it's a, it's a human you're a human being who has feelings and has emotions and i think what i love doing is just giving people a platform to to to, to be able to openly trust somebody yeah. and, and 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 have a discussion and that and that's it now whether that's around addiction whether it, it can be around anything at all you know um my my you know obviously my my story uh what was was addiction you know from me from a young age um and you know decisions and people who I had around me led led me into situations that that became un, unmanageable mm-hmm. um but but that gave me the tools um to, to 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 be able to 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 see how you can work through you know adversity and and and, and low low parts of of, of, your, of your life and I think yeah. that's that that's what we bring to the party isn't it? Mm-hmm. So going back to um what you were saying before about 15, 15 years ago you wouldn't have been you know the, the erratic behaviour chaotic lifestyle you wouldn't have been like organised enough to set up this kind of Zoom call that we're on this morning is that. We'll get into timelines in a minute. Was that was was your was the personality that led to you becoming addicted on various substances and alcohol, or is that the environment that led to it? I'm always fascinated by is there mm. is there a person who's personality wise more inclined to become addicted to something, or is it completely down to the environment and the individuals and where you put yourself? Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it does, mate, and it's a great question. Um, and we could probably record another twenty-five podcasts <laughs> on this, and I could I could bore you to death. And it's 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 a very very thought-provoking question for me. Um, and 
I'll try and justify it, you know, within a couple of minutes. But um, I think I, I don't really know. <laughs> um, I, 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 just, I just think that I personally believe it's a combination of situations you get yourself into at a, at a, at a, at a, at a young age. What is the stem of it? Is does does it stem from um, emotional feelings and you know how do you know? Is it? It's a very fine line between yeah. are you just taking drugs when you're sixteen and seventeen because your mates are doing it, and when you've taken it, you enjoy the feeling of it, or or are you taking it because you 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 were bullied a little bit in school and. If you feel if you if you're taking the drugs with the with the sixteen and the seventeen year olds who were seen to be the cool ones and the ones who were going out and partying, does that make you fit in, mm-hmm. or are you taking them to block something out that happens when you were seven or eight that you haven't dealt with? It's a real can of worms that, yeah. And I think it and I think it comes down to the individual, whether whether you ever hundred percent get to the bottom of the reason, I don't know. What I do know is. With putting thing, putting procedures in place, um, and 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 going through certain elements of work, then you then you can you can, you can get to the to the fact you can find solutions if you, general solutions really if that makes sense. I know because I know with me, with me, I so I I took my first drug. I started drinking alcohol when I was twelve, you know, um, and I think we've spoke before, you know, Irish Catholic background. Big parties, family parties. Someone gave me a can of cider when I was twelve. I liked the way it made me feel. Uh, continued, continued to drink, you know, mm-hmm. a, 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 a excessively. Um, and then, obviously, born in 72, 1988, I was sixteen, and 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 90 was the dance scene, you know, in Liverpool, Quadrant Park, yeah, you know, the state, and 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 you know, someone someone gave me an ecstasy tablet, and you know. Wow, that was just like that, that 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 worked for me, and um, and because of obviously the environment of being in with the alcohol, I thought drugs and alcohol were okay yeah. because all my family did it. They they I realise now majority, you know, quite a big number of them were, were functioning addicts, which I didn't realise at the time. I just thought that's what everybody did, and then all my mates took drugs, so I thought that's what that I thought that's what you did. Yeah, so. And then with regards, like, is it your personality? People talk about addictive personalities again. There's got a bit, there must be a bit of that. But, but, but it's a tough one, that, mate, because, yeah. like, once you, once you, once you start, like, I, I didn't have an off switch. So is, is that, is that part of your personality? Probably, probably, you know, that, that, that excessive addictive behavior. Yeah. But what, what, what triggered it initially is could, could, could be, you know, uh, a combination of th- of things, and I know that's probably a bit vague. That, but it's probably the best way I can I can describe. No, I get it. you, and it it was a bit of a rhetorical question anyway. I kind of know that the it's difficult to say whether it's nature, nurture, whether your personality had more to do with it than the environment you put yourself in. But I just wanted to get your your kind of take on it. What um at what point did you realize that you it was getting out of hand? You know what? It, it was it was just, it was a weird one with me, and I think this is happening a lot. I'm seeing a lot of this now, and I'm relating um, and seeing myself in a, in a lot of clients that I'm getting in front of me because there's 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 a there's a massive wave of people in addiction that 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 haven't acknowledged it. 
And I think you asked the question before about what, what have I seen any changes or what's happened. I think what's starting to come over the hill now is a product of COVID and, 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 and lockdown. And I think there's a lot of undiagnosed addictive behaviours out there with with a whole range of the community, not 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 ju- not just at the you know at the, at the level sometimes that we find ourselves in in, yeah. in the homeless hubs and the shelters. I'm talking about people in in, in business, you know, high achievers. Um, and I think that's and, the and big. I... Um, sorry to interrupt you, mate. I think that's the big eye opener for me that particularly growing up, um, growing up in St. Helens, when someone refers to someone as a drug addict, immediately the stereotype goes to. Um, a heroin addict, homeless heroin addict, drinking cans of whatever, skull super on the street. It doesn't enter your mind, for me personally anyway, it didn't at a younger age. I didn't assume those people just living lives, going to work, maybe successful lives on the face of it, who were dealing with addiction. Mm-hmm. That's something that's that's been more eye-opening for me as I was starting to get into like my early 20s, late 20s, early 30s, seeing people who, could be considered addicts, but who had on the face of it normal, regular lives. Yeah, yeah, that that that's it. You 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 you're spot on. And just because somebody's earning a hundred thousand pounds a year and they've got two top of the range cars on the on on the path of the four bedrooms, detached in a leafy suburb, doesn't 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 mean they're not an addict. <laughs> and doesn't mean the doesn't doesn't mean they haven't got addiction problems. We, we, do you know what I mean? That yeah, that yeah. that yeah. that that's that's that that's it. And but but you know, doesn't that prove the importance of the stuff that we do? Because in the past, um, this the, the stuff that we're doing now just wouldn't have been accessible. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm sure you had like, but before COVID, I thought I thought Zoom was um was a song by a uh, Fat Larry's band. You know what I, mean? I don't even know who that is. I don't even know who I don't that know is. You. Yeah, well. uh, I'm sure me either. <laughs> my granddad's told me about it. I've, uh, only thought, I've, only, I've only thought about that whenever you can have that if you want. Um, <laughs> but no, we wouldn't have been doing this, would we? There's no way we'd have been, we'd have been doing this. So when this goes out to whatever platforms it's going on, you, somebody, will, somebody will watch this who will relate to this and power of what we do. And sometimes we need to recognize because we're not great at this. Mm-hmm. We need to recognize how good it is, what we're, what we're, what we're doing and the power of what we're doing, especially as, you know, um, guys of a, of, a, of, of a certain age, you know, we work right across all, all the sectors, but, and I know this has been, you know, widely discussed and there are a lot of men's mental health groups because as, as blokes, especially in the North, we're not great, are we? We we haven't had the reputation of being great. No, we're getting better. We're getting better at discussing and opening up a little bit more. But there's still still a stigma in the surrounding working class um, into sports for you to open up and, and yeah, talk about your, your feelings pull, and that. Like, yeah. pull, 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 pull your socks up. We've spoke about this man up and all that. Yeah. You know, we're, yeah. we're, we're we're still fighting against all that, but it we we're making massive leaps, you know, and you know we are. Mm-hmm. And 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 for me to to be getting invited. Um, through the work that I do with 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 Dave and Maximum Edge, for me to get invited into like high schools and sports clubs to speak to 14, 15, 16 year old lads and girls for that early intervention, mate, that would that wouldn't wouldn't have happened not that long ago, you know. It's amazing. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. even going back. 
I'm even got only going back sort of five, six years. It wouldn't have happened because the barriers were up. And and if and if and organisations were frightened to let you in, especially about topics around, you know, like knife, gun crime, addiction, because like if if they were letting you in, they were half. They felt as if they were admitting they had a problem. That's yeah. changed now. That's changed now. They see they, 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 they see it now as 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 part of education almost. Mm-hmm. That's massive, isn't it? So. I know we, if anyone wants to go and listen to the previous episode with Martin, it's on the, the Incremental Gains podcast. And we did touch on kind of your, your your background a little bit. And one aspect of it was you worked in nightclubs. I'm right in saying that, Anna. You worked in like the club scene in Liverpool. Um, how bad did the drug take and the alcohol get at that point? Because obviously you're, you're in amongst it in that there's no real getting away from the drugs and alcohol if you work in that, that background as well. How bad was it getting? And I don't, ask this to kind of glorify things, but I just want to get kind yeah. of a, a picture of how bad yeah, things yeah. were getting. Yeah. Well, see, the thing is, the other, the, the other thing is, which, which, which is, is, is important is that it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't all happen. It, it doesn't, it doesn't happen, you know, um, overnight. Um, Sorry, mate, just, just carry on. I'm just going to change cameras. My camera's gone off. Um, yeah. It, it, it doesn't happen o- o- overnight. And th- this is, this is the thing you don't like, you don't necessarily have to fall from grace, you know. Um, with with within within a couple of weeks, um, my mine mine was a real a real gradual thing. And as I said before, I was like, I I, I, I grew up, um, and, and the dance team was on, but I had another part of my life as well. I, I I was an entertainer, so from when I was seventeen years of age, I went off like singing and performing, um, around like cabaret clubs in 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 in, in northwest, and. Alcohol was just drink was there. I I grew up, I grew up in 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 the you know in the club scene, not just the the dance club scene. So I'd go and do that, you know, when 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 I wasn't gigging, and if I was gigging, I was also in a working man's club where everybody <laughs> was 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 drinking. So I didn't, you know, what I mean, I was it was it was it was all around me. But when I hit me rock bottom in two thousand and nine, um, I joked that you know I joke and say. You know, I said before, Tarantino wouldn't would would wouldn't make the movie, um, and it was as, it was as, it was as bad as I could get. You know, I had I had I had drug dealing around me, which I was aware of. I was I was licensee of a, 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 a of a two o'clock restaurant, um. So if drug dealers know that the guy who's managing the restaurant is a drug addict, then you know it's the perfect storm, isn't it? Because they were they were they were they were supplying me and they were selling it as well. So I got I got I got embroiled with 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 that, um, you know, and and it and it was it was scary. You know, the bar that the bar that I was working in was in it was in an area where there was there was there was gang issues, um, you know, there was there was a, there was a lot of violence, um, which 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 I was exposed to and involved with because I was running, you know, I was I was running, you know, I had the, I had the doorman as well and, um. Yeah, it was it was it was it was horrendous. And when I, when I look back, um, and reflect on it, it was as, it was as bad as it could get, really. Yeah. Um, what did you know, your days look like at that point, Martin? We talked about a chaotic lifestyle. What did your days primarily look like? Was it get up? What was the what yeah. was kind of the routine? Yeah, well, near, near near the end, sort of like certainly for the last twelve months, um, I couldn't function, couldn't function without cocaine, um, or or, or alcohol. So for a full year, um, in the end, I was taking. It started off 
what what most people will do who are taking drugs, uh, uh, I hate that word, but rec- recreationally, or they think they're taking rec- recreationally, you know, and and taking them socially is guys will go out, they'll 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 have you know four or five pints. Somebody will produce you know some drugs and they'll take them. In the end, I was doing it the other way around. I was taking the drugs just to basically get 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 me going, yeah. and then and then and then the the, the the drink would would follow. So, me days for the last twelve months were just absorbed by thinking how I was going to get me next me next drug or when I was going to be able to have me next me next drink, and 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 I, and I tried to, to to sort of spin plates. To keep things going, try and keep my job going, try and keep my family around me, try and keep my driving license, you know, try try and you know, speak to my family every now and again, try mm-hmm. and pay me debts to the dealers, you know, try and you know, um, not, you know, not not get myself involved in any any sticky situations. Um, managed to do that for twelve months, and then the last four weeks, it just all came, you know, round cr- crushing down around my ears, um. And and that was that was my rock bottom, and my rock bottom was owed a lot of money to the to to, to the dealers, was threatened with with with, with serious violence. Mm-hmm. Um, was just about to lose my job. My family, my missus, and my kids were looking for accommodation because we were just about to lose the house. The house was about to get repossessed. The car got repossessed. My mum was trying to get hold of me to tell me, um, you know, she was really worried about me, and my family were worried about me, and you know. That 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 was it, and, and thankfully for me, I found my rock bottom, and I managed to start, you know, to start again. But that had all stemmed from me being twelve and thirteen, picking that first can of beer up, yeah. and it taking me right through my teenage years. You know what I mean? I was gonna, I was gonna say to to your point then, we when you finished off that people might listen to this and go, well, well, that's not gonna happen to me. I only have like a, a bag of beak on a weekend or whatever with a few pints, like. And we'll, we'll, I'll ask you in a minute why you hit the word. Was it recreational you hit that word? We'll touch on that in a minute. Um, my question was, people will be listening to this, hopefully thinking, well, that's not that's not going to be me because I only have a bag. Bag on a weekend when I've got my mates. Through the week, I'm fine. How does it get from that point to the end where yeah, well, you hit him up bottom? Again, I think that, that, that comes down to, you know, per- personal circumstances. But the, but the, but the thing is, isn't isn't there much more of a chance of you getting to that low level when you when you're just taking the weekend and you think you've got it under control? Isn't if something happens in your life, if you hit a bump in the road, the danger is if you're if you've got access to that and that's part of, of what you do socially and recreationally, and which you know we, we said we'll go back to that word, recreationally of a weekend, is there a danger that if something happens on a Tuesday or a Wednesday, you lose a loved one or you have murder with your missus or something happens in work, someone annoys you in work or your kids are playing up or something happens, is there a possibility you'll go, you know what, sod this, I'm going out for a beer. Yeah. You know, the, 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 you know, does it get does it does it does a midweek game on, does it does a Champions League game on? I know there's gonna be a few lads in in, in in the local. I'm gonna go down, sod this, I'm hitting myself to struck button, I'll throw a sickie tomorrow. You go down, you have a few beers. Next thing you've had a few beers, you're on the phone, the dealers turns up, so it's now a Tuesday or a Wednesday, and you've had your cocaine, and that 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 blocks everything out, and you think that's all right, that, and then does does, does that slip into like a Thursday now because you're off on the Friday, and that that that's that that's that's the, that's the danger. But apart from that, 
if you're just taking over weekends and you're taking it recreationally, then is that still you being the best version of yourself? Yeah. Just because it's the weekends and it's recreational because it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and the and the circle that you're in are doing it. Is that right? <laughs> is that you being is that you being the best dad, the best husband, the best yeah. employee, the best son, yeah. best neighbor? Probably not, because when you're getting up on the Sunday morning and you've only had four or five hours sleep and you're rough as toast and your kids wanna wanna go swimming or they wanna go go and walk the dog in the woods or they wanna do something, are you gonna do that? Probably not. If you do do it, are you gonna be, as we spoke before, aligned? Is your mind and body gonna be in the same place? Yeah. Probably not. So it's so you know you know what I'm saying? It's, it 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 doesn't have to be categorically everything wheels falling off the full it hitting rock bottom like I have. And hopefully there will be people listening to this who might be taking a look inside themselves or having a look in the mirror and going, well, I'm 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 a being the best dad I can be. I'm sure to God, I'm sure to God, no, I wasn't. Yeah. I'm a being the best husband. Do my family deserve more? Does my boss deserve more? As he stood by me, you know, should 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 I be a, should I be better on a Monday or a Tuesday? That, that that's that's the stuff I'm in, I'm as much mm. interested in. I think um, going back to the analogy that you used at the beginning about that corridor with doors off the corridor. If you're walking down your corridor in your life and maybe drugs are around you, maybe it's something you do again recreationally on the weekend, and you're maybe dealing with high stress. So you're walking through your corridor, but you're dealing with a high stress situation or something in your life just implodes, like an argument with your missus or some whatever you touched on before, Martin, like um, a bad conversation with your boss at work or being risk of mid redundant. And your coping strategy, or you know it, you've got access to it. As you're walking down your corridor, you can get access to this, the cocaine or whatever drug of choice. Then that then is all these little corridor, little doors off the corridor in it. And your coping mm-hmm. strategy is to go down that route. Then that's going to, yeah. I've never thought of that analogy before, but it's really good on that walking down the corridor. Whatever state of mind you're in on that corridor and all these doors, depending on what happens in your life, can open off the off the back of it. Hundred percent, and 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 and, di- and different different circumstances and different times in your life will probably make you more attracted to to certain doors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, but 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 also that that you know the thing is, is alcohol is you know for 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 me is 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 massive, especially now because again I hope there's people watching this who may may look at themselves and question themselves and say, well, you know. It, having I'm a comfortable having that bottle of wine of a night. I'm still getting up for work the next day. I'm a bit groggy, but is that I've I've slipped into a little bit of a rut where a glass has turned into two glasses and two glasses has turned into a bottle. And sometimes because it's a Thursday or a Friday, mm-hmm. the second bottle is getting open. But it's all right because my missus is having a gin, but she's having a thing. We're only watching we're only watching a Yellowstone on yeah, on, yeah. on Netflix. That's what we do when we watch Netflix. We have a glass of wine. You know? How do you start to how do you start to become aware of these things then? Because um so if we back up a little bit, I through COVID, probably the same as everybody else, I have not abused alcohol to where I couldn't function, but I enjoyed a few more drinks than I should have done. Do you know what I mean? I was going through probably at the height of like COVID and lockdown, a box of butter a week, maybe like almost a bottle of whiskey, 
just because there was nothing else to do. But I felt fine. I was still training. I was in the gym and all that. But I was drinking excessively for my my own standards. So then once we started getting back to normality again, me and me, me wife both like said, right, that's it. We're going to not drink on the head. And, and last year, we ended up going like six months teetotal, not drinking at all for six months. And we felt felt amazing off the back of it. Slowly, it crept back in. Um, and at Christmas... I was fortunate enough for my um, jiu-jitsu club to go full-time. So that's my full-time job now, which create, has created a lot of space for me during the day to work on businesses, do projects like this with you. But when you have space and time on your hands, then if you're not aware enough of it, these things can creep in. So the alcohol intake of an evening was getting a little bit more because I didn't have to get up early in the morning to go to work. Classes are of an evening. And... I was aware enough that this was not becoming an issue, but I was drinking a little bit more than I should have been. So I, I was able to knock it on the head. And my question is, Martin, like how do people start to build up this awareness that maybe things, one bottles of wine is going to two bottles of wine of an evening just because the missus is doing it and they think it's okay to do it. The missus thinks the husband's okay to do it, so I'll do it. Two bottles of wine creeps up. How does someone become a bit more self-aware that these things might end up escalating? Yeah, I, I, I think the biggest thing and, and the biggest word that I use when I think about it um, is honesty. Now, pe- pe- people people people's um, interpretation or, 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 the, or the meaning of honesty normally thinks it's being honest with somebody else. So be, be, being honest with, 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 with your family or the people around you. But I, I want to I wanna speak to people about being honest with yourself. And, you know, we talk about like... Um, you know what, 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 what you see in the in the mirror. I, I'm I'm saying to people all the time when I'm coaching, are you being the best version of John, Billy, Mary, you know, Julie? And can you honestly, hand on your heart, say that drinking a bottle of wine or drinking six bottles of wood and four scotch as an intelligent, middle-aged human being is 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 that a good life choice? You know, and if you are being brutally honest with yourself, you're probably going to say, I know it's not, but I don't really know how to stop it. Now, different people will use different tools to stop that. And we talk about people and places a hell of a lot. So I'm not saying leave your missus because she's having a glass of wine. But, you know, ch- change it up a little bit. Do something a bit different. Maybe mm-hmm. when, the, you know, the spring comes or the nights are a bit lighter. I know, I know you're massive on on, on outdoors and some some of the some of the you know the stuff yeah. that you do, mate. You should be really proud of with your with your fitness and pr- pr- promoting the outdoors and and and, and exercise. It doesn't have to be running a marathon, as you, as we all know. It could just be walking half a mile or something. Yeah. But just getting out and get a bit of fresh air and mixing it up. So instead of watching, binging on Netflix and watching four of them, you know, watch one or what watch watch two, but before it or after it. Go and go and have a walk, or, or or go out and do something else, or find an interest. You know, do a jigsaw. I don't know. <laughs> but, but, but just, just what, what just... we do is what I try and do is I kind of use use sitting down watching Netflix as a reward for something. So if yeah. you've done something worthwhile during that day, maybe you've gone out for a run, maybe you've I don't know took up, took on some extra work at work, and you've you've finished a project or something. Use that Netflix not as it's what we do every evening, but as a little reward, right? I worked hard today. I'm gonna to sit and watch a film tonight with my missus or something like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll get that. I get that because I mean the thing, the amount of people I speak to now, they were like, 
and and it is dangerous like Netflix in it because like that that next episode comes up and it just the algorithms you know, in it, social media algorithms, Netflix um, algorithms. You might like this next. Yeah, yeah, got your hooks, yeah. Mate. Got your hooks. yeah, yeah. And then yeah. and then I I I know people who were like, this is another mad one, um, talking about like addictive behaviours. I I I know people who were, who were who were struggling a bit with it. They're not sitting watching Netflix and and getting drunk, but they're binging it. And 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 they're looking at each other, and it's three o'clock in the morning, and they're, and, and they're still they're still watching. Yeah. Should we watch one more? And then they've got to be yeah. up at seven. And they're up at seven, and they're groggy the next day. They haven't got a hangover. So there there there's another example of addictive behaviours that there is that and we're not talking about drugs and alcohol, but so so what we're talking about is being aware, being aware of getting into little ruts and, and, and little alarm bells ringing. You, you asked me the question, what 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 do you do? Well, what you do is you be honest with yourself and you look at it and you go, this, is, this isn't right. We're, we're, we're normalising this and it isn't normal. So we need to do something about it. We either need to talk to somebody about it or we need to discuss it as a couple or as friends or as family members and we need to change it up because we're not being the best version of ourselves by doing this, because if we're tired or we're hungover or we're still drunk or we're still under the influence of drugs, we're not going to perform to the best of our ability. And I think that's a real generalisation, but I think it's a it's a mega summary. <laughs> and that's yeah. why I, I, I use it. I use it a lot because there's nowhere to hide. Mm-hmm. If you say to somebody, are you, in your opinion, are you being the best version of you? And you have an honest enough relationship. Is on is that word again? Honesty. If you have an honest enough relationship with them, and they go, "Yeah," and I go, "Really?" And they go, mm, "Maybe not." Mm-hmm. Go right. Okay. Are you, are you prepared to do anything about it? Um. Yeah, I am. Okay. Are you going to initiate it? Yeah, I am. Like what you just said, we're going to use it as a reward if if, if something good. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if if they go. Well, no, I, I don't see it as a problem. I haven't got an issue. Well, that that's a completely different topic because if they're not prepared to deal with it, you know, at that point or at, at, at that 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 junction, then there's not a lot we people like you and I can do unless they're prepared to initiate it. I know that's a whole other podcast, but yeah, yeah, um, you know, that 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 that's the thing, mate. The, the, pe- pe- people have got to want it, and to be fair, on you know, on the whole. I think people people do want to be the best versions of themselves, you know. Wh- yeah, I mean, people people with young children, obviously, that's a massive motivator. You can look yourself in the mirror and say, "Am I the best version? Am I the best parents I could be?" To set an example to my kids, then that, yeah, like you said, honester and it's massive, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, huge. You know, and, and, and I, th- I think you have you have you have got to be be aware. Um, of, of what's going on around you, and, it's, and as I said, go back to what I said originally. It's easy, it's easy for us to say that because we've 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 more or less got our got our house in order. You know, our, our a big part of our job, in my opinion, is for us to allow people, you know, that 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 sort of like access to the tools to make them changes. I think that's that's a that's a massive power that that that, that we have, and something that we should be proud of. Um, so a question that's come, just coming to me then, two questions actually. One, do you, is there such a thing as a gateway drug? 
in your opinion? Is there, is there such a thing as a gateway drug? People start off, I don't know, smoking a bit of weed and that will escalate or like you, you touched on alcohol was a big part of your um, story, wasn't it? Is there such mm. thing as a gateway gateway drug? Yeah, I think I, I think I'll, I think I think alcohol would have to be up there, wouldn't it? I, certainly with like, you know, you're, you're quite a bit younger than me, but sort of like round about our, our, our generations, I think um, alcohol is. I think it's changing. I think it has changed. I think I think um, cannabis is huge now. Um, but you know, the, that was part of me. That was part of my reason for asking that question was um, due to it being legalized in a lot of parts of the world at the moment. People assume that yeah, it's it's okay to do it now because it's legal in America or whatever. That might not necessarily lead on to another harder drug. If you know what I mean, that was my reason for asking that question. Like, yeah, I think, I think again, again, it comes down to in individuals. The amount mm. of young people, like, the experience I've had with young people who are, who are smoking this like strong strain of cannabis now, and the, you know the the, the the skunk or whatever they call it, um, there's a, probably a chance they, they 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 won't move on to to harder drugs. That they, they're not necessarily going to end up being heroin addicts or crack crack, you know, addicts mm-hmm. because because they've had a split. But but. The, 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 that 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 isn't necessary. That you would think that well, that's okay. Well, it's not because the strength of the of of, of the uh, cannabis that they're smoking, it psychotically and 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 everything else, mentally and physically, is is as bad as any of them drugs that you wouldn't nece- that you would normally think maybe harder drugs. Mm-hmm. What what it what is a hard drug? You know what 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 you know they, they all have the same effect, don't they? They all yeah, yeah. They, they, they all create unmanageable lifestyles and have an effect on your health and your and your and your and your and your and your, and your well being. Mm-hmm. So that you know, I've never thought of it like that. But what is a hard and a and a, and a soft what, what's the definition of a hard <laughs> drug and a, and, a, and, a, and a soft drug is 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 having is having a case of bud and and a bottle of whiskey harder than having a line of coke or I don't know. Yeah, yeah. No, I've not got the answer to that one. <laughs> Difficult as well, isn't it now? Because, I mean, a lot of people are understanding the dangers of alcohol, obviously because of the big thing, it being legal and easy accessible, um, compared to the argument is that smoking cannabis relaxes you a little bit more. I mean, I'm not even to have that conversation. Maybe that's for a different podcast, but it, it's obviously difficult for people in it to make these decisions now because alcohol is so easy accessible. You're getting more and more promotion of, of cannabis being, what's the, what's the right word? being you're not as aggressive when you're on it you're not going to be going out causing um disruptive behavior on it in the streets it's difficult isn't it difficult yeah which makes it more accept uh, 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 you know makes it more acceptable doesn't it yeah. really, you know, possibly but I, th- I think i i think really and, and to be honest i haven't thought about this for a while so thanks for sort of bringing this into my head i think i think a massive summary really um is 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 to say that just 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 be be honest with, with, with yourself and just and just take take a step back just take mm-hmm. a step back and have a look and see and see what 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 you're doing and can you make any small improvements and are you prepared to make any small improvements and 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 I think I think that's that's huge Dave to to yeah. depend you know and that doesn't matter at what what stage you're at in your in 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 your, in your life I think I think. Every if everybody is honest enough, there's nobody who's absolutely bang, got it nailed. I don't care what they say and if they do say it, that the the lying. It, is there is there anybody who's got absolutely 
everything boxed off and everything in line. And you know, I, I really don't, I don't believe yeah, that, that, no. that, that there is. And we speak a lot. And again, this is another podcast. That, you know, the work that that we've done in sport, um, there's always another level, isn't it? So mm-hmm. I know with, with 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 what you do, you know, you 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 may be you may be inclined to think that some and a that a top athlete doesn't need personal development, but they do because if 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 they're striving to, to to be the best at what they do, are they are they are they neglecting something else? Or if if they're not, if they're not, is there another level? Well, we know there is. Yeah. There's no nobody's ever going to find that level of perfection if you're a footballer. You know, and you sco- you've scored on fifty goals a season. Can you score sixty? Is there something you can change that would make you score more? Or you know, know what I mean? Yeah. So, 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 so it's it's just a case of, of people looking at it, whatever level they're at, whatever stage that. And anybody listening to this, whether the sofa surfing or whether the CEO of, of of a blue chip company, you know, is there anything in your life that you feel as if you could change, whether it be drugs, alcohol? Or or, or 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 something in 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 your life, is there anything that you can change that 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 would improve it? And if there is, open your mind to to to, to for learning and for sharing, mm-hmm. and, and and from accessing, you know, some some of the work that we're proud to be in, involved with. I, I think that's it. Yeah. So if if someone is listening to this, watching it, however they're consuming this this podcast, and Maybe, so two scenarios, maybe they have hit their rock bottom and they're like, I just don't know where to turn. Maybe they've not got a great support network around them. Maybe they're stuck in this this wood and they're inside it. They can't see from a high contour view. They're not looking down at themselves. They're in amongst it. They've not really got many options. What what would your advice be to them? My, my, the, the only advice I'd give to keep it simple is just tell somebody. Right. You know, again, I, I'm, I, should be, I should be getting royalties for all sayings here, but... Um... Uh, you know, we we talk about mental health is, is is huge now, but you know the the cavemen had poor had poor mental health. They just they just they just didn't know didn't know what to call it. A problem shared is a problem halved. Is a cracker, mm-hmm. is a cracker, and 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 it's and and we and you know we've had all that get written talking and that you know there's no coincidence that that that, that them initiatives are there because just just to get something and here's another one get it off your chest. It, it's been proved, you know, um, so all, almost scientifically, I think, hasn't it? That, yeah, that, yeah. that 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 just to share it improves your your, your your psyche, you know. Part I can't remember if I discussed this last time, but I used to be a facilitator of a men's um, suicide prevention group, um, all peer peer to peer support stuff like that. Um, and one of the biggest things, and I've I've said this so many times, one of the biggest things that I sin from that experience was that a lot of the time, yet it was about getting things off your chest, but getting things off your chest also alerted you to the fact that other people have got the same worries, same concerns. So just to know that you speak about something, yeah, there's going to be different nuances in the the circumstances surrounding it, but the main issue, a lot of other people were dealing with the same issues and it was like, fucking hell, I'm not, I'm not on my own. Mm. Not, I'm not on my own in the way I'm thinking about this. And for some people, that was the, it was one and done. They came to the group, found out that they wasn't the only person dealing with this this issue, and that immediately f- made them feel, I'm not going through this on my own. Mm. That was that, enough. That yeah. was massive. That was a big eye opener for me. That, yeah, mm. 
yeah, that 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 that's it, and 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 it can be as simple as that, and 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 there will have been other people in that group who will still be accessing them groups. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and and, and there'll be some people who maybe access them once a year and just top themselves up, or there'll be people who've accessed that group and are now following your podcast. You don't even know who they are. Yeah, <laughs> potentially. And, yeah, and 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 that and that, that that that's keeping them that's keeping them on the straight and narrow. So, mate, it's. Yeah. It's massive, but 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 the internet, the internet, you know, can be dangerous, but it can be very very powerful as well, and that's why these podcasts, uh, you know, are unbelievable because it's twenty four seven, isn't it? I know. So, you know, so, somebody somebody will listen to this and will watch this at four in the morning, you know, in in, in Hong Kong. I don't know. <laughs> Just before we go, mate, I want we never touched on why you don't like the word recreational. What is it about that? I think because what it what it what it does is it again it um it normalizes it and it justifies it and it puts it it puts it into a category that is deemed to be okay acceptable. To do, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So so it's yeah, it's it's it it's recreational, right? Okay, yeah. But what effect is it having? Mm-hmm. Just because it's a Saturday. because it's because it's a Saturday, does that make it recreational? So if it's a Tuesday, is it still recreational? Because you're still going to pub. You're still, you're still watching the footy, but you've had a gram of cocaine and 10 pints yeah. of Moretti. Is that, <laughs> is that recreational? You know, so yeah. you've got to be careful that it's not another, it's, it's, it's not another word that we, that we use because we don't need any more help in, in, in normalizing it because we only have to watch, like, I haven't mentioned this one, but I love this one. You know, we watch the soap operas, the soaps are massive, aren't they? Mm-hmm. So on a Monday, on a Monday, well, I don't know what nights they're on because fortunately I, I, I don't watch them anymore. But, um, you know, if you, you're watching EastEnders, then you flick over to Coronation Street and then you, you've recorded Emmerdale. I said this to you, I think, on the last podcast, and I, won't, I, I don't care how, how many times I've bored people saying this. When you're watching the soaps and you're 12 or you're 13, when they celebrate, where do they go? <laughs> yeah, the, whatever the main pub is in the in the village. You know? <laughs> when someone dies, where do they go? Yeah. When 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 they've had a bad day, where did he go? So you're sat so you're sat there, you're sat there at thirteen or fourteen watching watching Emmerdale and they're in the wool pack and they're, and they're on the shots because somebody's just got a new job and it's seven o'clock on a Tuesday and you look over and your mum's got a got a large glass of red wine and your dad dad's got a got a bottle of beer. It's imprinting, isn't it? It's saying that yeah, this is socially right. acceptable to do. Yeah. That's what people do. So when your yeah. mates when your mates on a Friday night says, "We're gonna get you know you you're twelve or thirteen, we're gonna get a case of strong lager." You're chipping in like to buy it, and you go, "Well, well yeah, why why wouldn't I?" So that, that's what you do. Mm-hmm. How hard is it though at that age for you to be strong-willed enough? Because at the end of the day, at that age, all you want to do is fit in. You want to be part of a tribe, don't you? You want to be seen mm-hmm. to be part of the group. You don't want to be exiled from the group of your peers. So, how hard is it at that age? And Obviously, it's there's no right answer for this at all. But to be strong-willed enough to say, "Listen, no, I'm not into that," knowing that you're going to be ridiculed, whether you're going to be all the kind of stuff that goes on in in schools nowadays with young children. You know what I mean? Very, very difficult, mate. Very, very difficult is the answer. Because don't forget, there's a lot of hormones flying around at that at that age. So your body's changing, your mind's changing. You want to fit in. You might have you might have pe- personal issues. Could be could be anything going on, you know, mm-hmm. and 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 you 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 you, you want to fit into that to that category, 
and you don't want to be seen to be not 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 in the you know in with yeah. the in crowd. So if that means you're doing something that you're not necessarily comfortable with, you're gonna do it because the people who you want to be seen with, that's what they do. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's, it's a really good point. And then where does that lead to? Where does that lead to? Does does does, does, oh. does that end does that ends up in ten years time being the person you know in a situation that I find myself in, or does it end up being the person? That, that finds themselves in in some of the you know the chaotic lifestyles yeah. that we have, that we have to yeah. that we, we have to see you know on a regular basis you know in the towns and cities where where, where we live you know mm-hmm. um one thing's for certain there's a better chance isn't it yeah there's of course man if we made if, we, if they're making them choices at 12 13 14 they're increasing the risk aren't they that's for certain yeah yeah well, well we could we've covered some stuff there mate. I, know. Uh, I mean we could go on it I'm if we can sync it up, I'd love to do a part three as well because there's there's other topics that going back to that analogy at the beginning, what we used as the corridor. Whether it, whether you're listening to this and you're thinking, well, I'm not, I don't think I'm addicted to anything. I don't really abuse alcohol. I don't. I'm not into drugs. Your corridor could be something else. Maybe you're dealing with um, poverty as such. Maybe you're dealing with, like I said, um, a lot of stress at home, volatile relationships. These doors off the corridor could involve drugs, alcohol poverty so there's an all a whole other podcast topic there that i think i'd love to do a part three with you martin if you're up for doing that definitely mate. I, I could i could sit here and speak to you all day but that's not that's not a podcast that's just me yeah yeah the great thing is like an hour's gone there and you know we we we, we could carry on for another two for another two or three yeah and um i i think i think you know i think that i think the content's good um i think we've 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 hit some really key issues there um and and and, and again I, I think it's it's amazing that we're, we're we're allowed to do this and we can mm-hmm. you're 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 technical enough and intelligent enough to get it out i don't know about that like uh, if you compare that to the beginning of the podcast when i had all sorts of issues i wouldn't go that far <laughs> yeah but uh no but it's always uh it's always great to speak to you, Dave, and um, I, I, I just, I just hope that you know, pe- pe- people are, are are willing to to take a listen and and, and maybe take take something from it. Hopefully, mate. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for your time this morning, Martin. Is there anything else before we go? Where can people um, find out more about Clear Futures and the stuff that you do? Okay, so obviously, um, we're we're, we're on the you know on website um, clearfutures.org.uk, and obviously. I'm doing a, a, a lot of work at the moment with, with Maximum Edge. So mm-hmm. MaximumEdge.org.uk. Really excited about the stuff we've got going on with, with Dave and Katie over at Maximum Edge with the NHS. And um I'm looking forward to being a big part in 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 in, in the future of uh, of Max Edge and, and and what it's about. Yeah. Thank you very much again for your time, Martin. I'll speak you to you too. soon. Take care, Paul. Thanks, one.